The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. And so we're joined now by the Minister for Education, Norma Foley, the Fianna Fáil TD for Kerry. Minister, thank you for joining us. And I do want to talk to you in a moment about uh, the revision to the Leaving Cert exams, which I know is a work in progress underway. But I have to start by asking you about school heating and lighting in the coming months. Because we're getting reports of considerable concern from school principals, boards of management and teachers as to how they're going to be able to afford what might be dramatically increased heating and lighting bills. Is the Department of Education going to make extra funds available to schools to cover these increased costs? Well, in the first instance, Matt, I I do want to acknowledge that the whole of government recognises that we are in a particularly challenging position um, for all of society in terms of energy at this point in time. Um, and it's not unique to this country. We're conscious that this is, we see this um, replicated right throughout the world, um, this energy crisis, um, most especially, I suppose, as a consequence of, um, of the war in Ukraine. But specifically in terms of our schools, I want to be very clear that our schools will be um, appropriately uh, resourced to meet any of the challenges. I want to acknowledge too, I suppose, at the outset that schools do account for a very low percentage, you know, um, across the public sector in terms of energy use, around 5%. And um, I suppose equally I want to acknowledge that schools um, have a very strong, I suppose, um, record uh, in terms of um, you know energy usage and the great leadership shown by our school communities and most notably our students as well in terms of consciousness around energy but I want to be very clear and we're currently in, in discussions around budget and all of that that schools will be appropriately resourced um, to meet the challenges um, you know that, that are very obvious at this point in time. But, but Minister the reason I ask you that is because we know that the state pays for the teachers and their salaries After that, schools get a certain amount of money which they have to use themselves to pay their various ongoing bills. And in many cases, there are schools have to top up with voluntary contributions from the parents of children or by holding events as fundraisers. Now, if you have dramatically increased heating bills and lighting bills, will the state step in with extra subvention? And if so, by how much? Well, again, I want to be clear and just so that that we're aware of what the schools do receive, you're quite correct. Schools are resourced in terms of um, the staffing, um, but they're also significantly resourced in terms of capitation for the number of students that they might have at any given time. For example, if if you were to look at this past year, more than 564 million um, with an additional 150 million from a COVID point of view um, was delivered into schools in terms of running and the managing of our schools. So I, I want to be very clear that that um, tranche of money continues but we are in discussions in terms of the budget at this at this point in time um, to ensure that any additional resources that will be required um, will be made available um, to our schools and I also want to be very clear uh, and I, I think in fairness to schools they're also very conscious we, we are living in a I suppose a, a cost of living uh, challenge for everyone and I think we are um, you know schools are particularly mindful of that and we are asking schools to be mindful you know of a whole variety of ways where schools perhaps can lessen the burden that's placed on families, everything from, um, you know, using generic uniforms and, um, you know, just that all of us would play our part. But in terms of the resources being made available, specifically in terms of energy and indeed any other um, resources that are required for schools, they will be made available to schools. Yeah, but schools and libraries are to be exempt from the 
place temperature limit of 19 degrees in public buildings and from the amalgamation of floors and various other measures. But how is that actually going to work? Because if you do actually have those higher than 19 degrees limit, it does require burning of more fuel. Uh, so how, what are you going to do in the schools particularly? Are you still going to have the situation where the windows and doors are open to allow for the circulation of air because of fears of COVID-19? Well, again, I would say to you, and I want to be very clear about this, Matt, schools have an excellent, I suppose, um, um, history and experience of operating as they should operate in terms of energy and energy uh, sufficiency, as it were. And again, I would say that they account for a very low percentage um, of, I suppose, energy use in terms of the public sector, which is less than 5%. So schools will manage using their best experience, using um, a sensible approach to, to manage how they need to operate in terms of the provision of heating, but also the provision of, you know... Are they still going to be required necessary. to keep the windows and doors open to the ventilation of air? Because the more you keep windows and doors open, the more heat that escapes. Well, again, I would say to you, you know, considerable funding has been made available to schools in terms of any ventilation measures that would be required for schools. There was considerable funding in that regard made available last year uh, and previously. And again, um, uh, schools have used that funding to make, you know, whatever necessary requirements were required within the school. But always there will be a requirement in in schools and in any office situation, in any building. But but Minister, it's changed. It has changed because we're in a situation now that the crisis last autumn and winter and spring was in relation to COVID. It Indeed. hasn't gone away, but we now have this difficult situation whereby the cost of heating our schools is going to dramatically escalate at the same time as you have to leave the windows and doors open. So it is a different situation, isn't it? But, but again, Matt, I have said to you that Schools have been resourced and financed to put in place whatever measures from a ventilation point of view they have deemed necessary. And indeed, the department has made available, um, you know, expertise that they might require. And they've also been encouraged that should they require the services of um, an architect or local engineer, they, they were free to do that. So whatever measures were required from that point of view have been put in place by schools. But again, I, I want to be very clear, irrespective of COVID or ir- irrespective, good management in any classroom or indeed in any building, I would say, will on occasion require the opening um, of windows and the provision of ventilation. And that will be a case this year. And so any additional resources that are required in terms of balancing that with the requirement for heat, those resources will be put in place by the department. It is, and I, you know, I'm very familiar with the education sector. I know an abundance of, um, you know, good practice and sound and sensible approach is always taken in the schools. And that will continue to be the case in terms of balancing um, the needs that are in any classroom and in any school building at any given time. Okay, let's move on from that. I know that you're now focusing again on trying to get the Leaving Cert reform from next year moved on. There does seem to be quite a degree of resistance among the teachers' unions, particularly to the idea of having part of the Irish Leaving Cert exam, the written one, and part of the English written exam at the end of fifth year instead of sixth year. Given the resistance, are you going to continue to press ahead with this idea? Well, I think we need to reflect in the first instance as to really what is and has been the catalyst for senior cycle reform. And there are three key elements to it, and that is to ensure that our, our students are appropriately empowered you know, to meet the challenges of the 21st century, that we have an opportunity to enrich their student experience, as it were, and that we embed well-being. And 
you know, that's a particularly significant consideration, the embedding of well-being, because that has been a direct, I suppose, plea from the students themselves. It is their very strong view, and they have been very articulate in communicating this, that it does not suit them to have all of the pressure of taking an exam in any one given day um, in the month of June. Um, and indeed, international best practice would tell us as well that, you know, students should have an opportunity to showcase their talents in a variety of different um, fora, as it were, and at different times. So, um, you know, we are moving on with senior cycles, specifically in relation to, I suppose, some of the issues that we have already identified and moved on already at this time. We are now offering a more integrated senior cycle program. Um, so now the students can move very freely between the Leaving Certificate Applied Program and the Established Leaving Certificate in relation to, we say, the subject of maths. We've also ensured... Um, going forward that the Leaving Certificate Vocational Programme is open to all students irrespective of the subject combination that they take, other initiatives that we've brought in as a part of Senior Cycle, the Orals and Music now take place at Easter, um, the process for the development of two new subjects which is Drama, Film and Theatre Studies and Climate and Sustainable Development that has already begun and work is also underway to, to redevelop um, the tra uh, Transition Year Programme as, we as well and we have a number of schools involved in that and in terms of spreading the, the load as it where uh, in terms of students availing of uh, exams at the end of fifth year for English and Irish, again, that's a direct recognition of spreading the, I suppose, the, the load of stress that has been placed on students in terms of taking it uh, in one go at one time, one day in June. Yet there are also complaints from teachers that the real issue at the moment is actually having enough teachers to do certain subjects, that there are classes where there aren't teachers suitable for giving certain of the perhaps less well-known subjects. That's at secondary school level and that you also have an issue at present in the national school level where you certainly don't have enough teachers in some schools or to provide cover. What are you doing about that? Well, again, just to take the last point in terms of um, substitutions being uh, made available at our primary schools, uh, we introduced in the last number of years a significant um, mechanism which was a, a substitution panel being made available across the country um, that provided um, full-time employment to teachers on panels throughout the country uh, so as to ensure where substitution was required for a substitution could be put in place. And indeed, I have consistently said, and I did it right throughout the last two years, where there was a need for additionality or extra personnel to be made available in particular places or on particular panels across the country, we would do that. So that has been a very significant um, um, in, initiative in our schools and we have seen it work very well. And it also provides, as I say, full-time employment um, to primary school teachers. And equally so in terms of uh, availability at post-primary level in terms of um, uh, staff, I'm very conscious that there will always be specific areas where there will be pinch points in terms of um, um, appropriately trained staff being made available. So we have a number of initiatives in terms of encouraging um, uh, students or teachers who are fully qualified already, perhaps to look uh, to uh, retrain or familiarise themselves with you know um, additional subjects. And we're also, as I say, um, making every effort to ensure as we are focused on ensuring that our students have the widest um, cohort, if you like, of subjects available to them, that we have the appropriately trained staff available also. It is also, as I say, about ensuring that we have subjects that are there that are meeting the needs of our students. And I specifically referenced two in terms of drama, film and theatre studies and climate and sustainable development. They will also be worked through as we're working through the subjects. We will also be working through with the um, 
third level institutions to ensure that we have sufficiency of staff uh, available for those types of subjects going forward as part of senior cycle reform. One final thing, will you be attending an Oireachtas Committee on Education meeting to explain why there are apparently 9,000 children without places and school buses? Well, just to be clear on the issue of school buses, um, this time last year we had 103,000 students who paid for tickets to avail of um, the school transport system. This year, at this point, we have 124,000 students who are availing of free tickets. Uh, It was introduced as a cost of living measure but I am mindful that there is a criteria too of eligibility that means that you have to be 3.2 kilometres from your uh, nearest school at primary and 4.8 kilometres from your nearest or next nearest school at post-primary and we continue to work on um, you know um, any issues that are arising in that regard in terms of um, my availability I've always made myself sorry, sorry, available. just just yeah. before you get to your availability yeah. the 9,000 children are you saying that they weren't actually eligible Well, what I'm saying about um, the cohort of children that remain, many of them fall into a variety of different categories. They could be eligible, but they could be late eligibles. They could be um, um, not eligible, they could be confessionaries, um, but all along we have had a system, if there's an additional provision available once the eligible students have been catered for, then um, this year, as in previous years, concessionary tickets will be made available. But there have been, and I want to be clear about this too, there have been specific challenges in some pinch points in terms of availability of additional buses or bus drivers, even in the small instance where there are a number who might well be eligible and may well have registered on time. And that's another consideration. Some people, for a variety of reasons, may not have uh, registered on time. But So there's a variety of, of, of criteria, I suppose, here in terms of people not making the accommodation as part of the 124,000. But where there are specific issues, we are working through those. We will continue to work through those. But I do think it's a very positive uh, cost-of-living measure that we can say 124,000 free tickets have currently been made available, I suppose, to 103,000 who actually okay. paid for tickets last year. So that's additional capacity already this year of more than 21,000 free tickets being made available. And, and why, not, why, not go to, why not go to the Oireachtas uh, Committee on Education, which has claimed it offered you five dates and none of them you're available for? And again, just and I'm glad that you give me the opportunity to say that uh, and to address that issue. Um, the uh, Oireachtas Committee, uh, I had um, an arrangement with them and I had an invitation received from them to attend on the 12th, uh, I believe it was the 12th of October. Uh, and I very much so was very keen to do that. I attend on a regular basis to the Oireachtas Committee. They asked for a further um, um, appearance that I would make myself available in September. I will say that initially that on foot of accepting the invitation on the 12th of October, I had very much so filled the diary. It is a very, very busy time. You will appreciate that in terms of um, back to school, in terms of budget and in terms of leaving certificate. But I have offered a date in, in September also and I have put aside other commitments to make myself available. So I wait. Um, it is my understanding that they have accepted that date in September and I'm very pleased to attend uh, in September. OK, Minister for Education, Norma Foley, thank you for joining us. 087 gives you the last word by text or by WhatsApp. The last word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today.